EA is happy Microsoft bought Activision. A new Windows update is here. And the next big Xbox game, it's shipping next week. Ooh, it's a Friday, friends. It's a Friday. It's also November, which I I don't know how that happened. It felt like just yesterday was uh, <laughs> spring break. And now we are back into into the cold dark months and cold dark months what, whatever it's a friday we're happy we're here we're talking xbox we're talking microsoft we're talking win okay let's just dive in let's dive into the tech news because there was a smattering of very big like announcements on the xbox and windows side so let's go into it uh, microsoft is getting serious about security again says the headlines well, okay, first off, let's. what is the news? So Microsoft this week announced the Secure Future Initiative. So it's, for those of you who have been around the block a little bit, you might think of this as trustworthy computing uh, part two, the, the aftermath or, or the future or whatever. So Microsoft has found a way to use AI and security and other buzzwords to say, look, we're gonna make Azure more secure. And so they're calling it AI-based cyber defenses. Microsoft will put AI to work to advance cybersecurity protections. Uh, they're also going to be using AI and automation to transfer the way it develops software, strengthen its identity protection and other things. And they're also going to be, remember like in 2017, Brad Smith, not me, Brad Smith, announced this 2017 Digital Geneva Convention. Uh, he's bringing that back into the limelight saying, look, we need to make sure that users and, and consumers are not attacked. But yeah, here we are. So what is the Secure Future Initiative? It's really Microsoft deploying AI stuff to their cloud to try to make their, their processes more secure. And there's there's no harm in doing that. There's no, nobody faults them for that. Microsoft has been on the back end or backside, if you will, of a lot of attacks recently. And so let's just clear one thing up. It's not if Microsoft will be attacked, it's what second of the day are they not being attacked, right? Microsoft is one of the largest cloud providers on the planet. They are trying to be hacked every second of every second until of uh, the sun explodes and takes out all the servers on the planet. And you can say the same thing for every company, for every large company, Apple, uh, Facebook, Google, Oracle, IBM, throw them all in there. They are constantly being attacked. And it's just a matter of eventually something will give. And the question then becomes is like, how good is your response to that? And so this is Microsoft just really posturing itself, saying like, look, we're going to continue to invest in this stuff. Not that they weren't already, but now they have a, a framework if you will. So there you go. Uh, Microsoft is also going to be removing two Windows 11 inbox apps. So that is going to be movies and the TVs app and Windows Maps. So if you do a clean install, these things won't be coming out of the box. And I, I can't think of any real negative here. I mean, you can go get them from the store. The only negative maybe is if you were some, I don't know, like heavy user of these apps. It kind of feels like maybe this is the end of them. Right, like if you're if they're not going to be installed by default, then what's the point of keeping them around and being aggressive with updates? So just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, Microsoft this week also bringing Copilots to all. Copilots to all. If if you have uh, about ten thousand dollars and are willing to pay thirty dollars per month, so Microsoft has announced Copilot coming to Office three sixty five. It's not generally available. I I'm optimistically bullish on this. I, I'm not fully bullish, but optimistically bullish, I guess. Uh, it's very expensive at $30 per month. And I think you have to have a minimum of 300 seats and you have to commit for a year. So uh, that's like what, $9,000, something like that. So if you're willing to make that commitment, which for some very large companies as a pilot, 
may not be a very big deal. And I'm just like Microsoft always does. There's backroom finagling. So you might be able to get a better deal. We don't really know yet. But either way, this is uh, Microsoft really rolling it out. They're going to make, make some money from doing this. And I think there is there is use case for it at the end of the day. Writing emails is one thing. Uh, the, the better things that I have found are the summaries. Like go in, if you're late to a meeting, say, give me a summary of everything that's going on. Give me the meeting minutes, those sort of things. There's really mundane tasks that involve a lot of language. And summarization is where... Personally, as of right now, I think it shines. Now, the other place it shines, but this isn't Copilot, is writing uh, Python scripts, uh, which I use all the time. I become a, I would not consider myself a Python programmer. I would consider myself a Python average hack who can now use GPT Python libraries, understand the concepts, and implement my own scripting and basic applications using Python and GPT. Uh, it's really fun. What, it, I don't know. I have a lot of fun doing that. So anyways, Copilot's now available. And there you go. The other thing that is now available, by the way, is Windows 11 22, or 23H2. I keep forgetting it's 2023. It's even November. It's almost over. Uh, but the formal release is now available. So chat is also being renamed. Remember that little bubble thing that Microsoft tried to make a big deal out of that nobody used? Um, it's now becoming Teams free. So remember, they had chat, they had Teams free, they have Skype, they have Teams for work and whatever. I wish they would just get rid of Teams free because it's like, you go search Teams and you're thinking it's Teams, work and school, and then Teams, what, it's like, whatever, Microsoft, you're diluting your own brand, which is such a classic Microsoft thing to do. Anyways, chat has been rebranded to Teams free and doesn't really matter. Nobody cares uh, at the end of the day. So, yes, yeah, so... The gaming news this week is super interesting. Really just, there's one, there's a bunch of headlines, but I think that this headline right here is the big one from, from EA. So Andrew Wilson, the CEO says, look, in an interview with CNBC, he said, I think Microsoft Activision is a great thing. It means one of the world's largest companies is going to continue to invest in our injury industry and to help us grow the industry over time. Now, why? Why would the CEO of one of the remaining largest gaming companies on the planet, pure gaming companies for the, for the most part, be happy that Microsoft is entering the space more aggressively than they had been with huge acquisitions? Why would he be doing that? I can tell you exactly why he is so happy that Microsoft bought up Activision because he is looking for somebody to do the same thing for EA so he can cash out because that is why they are happy. EA is like, look, Microsoft established that large companies can come and buy very large gaming companies and get it through regulatory approval. Somebody please come buy EA for the same premium so we can make our shareholders happy to the same level that Activision was made whole. And that is why EA is happy. They are not happy that right down the street they have this huge juggernaut with a near infinite number of resources entering uh, new facets of the market. Now, granted, they don't really, for the most part, overlap with EA too much, right? EA is primarily known for their sports and athletic games. Yes, they have other titles, uh, Need for Speed, right? Need for Speed's EA. Uh, they have other titles, but they're primarily known, and, and that is the niche that they have uh, dominated. And so I do think somebody will come by EA at some point. I, I think it's just a matter of time because somebody will want to snatch up the sporting side of it. The question just becomes, who is it going to be? Is it going to be Sony? I could see Sony maybe doing it if they could get the cash together. Uh, there's been rumors that Disney may be interested, but uh, Bob Iger has not yet pulled the trigger on it. And so we will see. We will see, my friends. We shall see. 
So other things happening with uh, Xbox here, Microsoft is adding WebView 2 support to the Xbox consoles, which if you're like, why would I even care about that? So this is like the web app kind of stuff. So you can now bring those web apps to uh, your console, like the Stars app, um, isn't there? There's a couple other ones out there, but it just makes the console just a little bit better. And also as a reminder, Microsoft announced this week that they're gonna start blocking unauthorized Xbox controllers. So that Mad Cat's controller or Mad Cat's knockoff, I should say that you got at the dollar store that has a real funky blue tooth looking dongle dongle that thing might stop working and by might i mean almost certainly will so if it's not part of that xbox uh hardware program it's gonna stop working microsoft microsoft's putting their their lead foot down and saying look we're gonna stop this we are going to stop this but we are not gonna stop from answering the questions of the week always my favorite part always my favorite part okay uh diving into the questions this week weird bug on this surface book three by the way that I got to reboot like the usually I use two finger scrolling to scroll for, because that's what you use it for. It just stopped working like that gestures did not not being recognized right now. Anyways, Mr. PKI says, do you think we'll see any good discounts this year from Microsoft Store with the 12 days of deals on Xbox? So Microsoft does exactly what Mr. PKI has said and assuming they're going to be doing it again. They've done it the past couple of years, 12 days of deals. Uh, what I would to me, the only deal that like We've actually already seen the Xbox Elite Series 2 on sale at Walmart by like 50 bucks. That happened earlier this week. What I will be interested to see is what are they going to do with the pricing of the Series S, right? We've already heard the news about the Series X. It's, it's not not looking like we're going to see price drops on that. Although every once in a while, I see like $50 off at Dell or something like that. But I'll be curious to see, is the Series S going to get slashed and burned like it did last year? Remember last year, they had the Series S for as low as $199, but you had to get it on like their, their Instagram shop and stuff like that. I'll be curious to see that that's what I'll be curious to see and that and elite hardware the game stuff doesn't always I mean games are games right it's easier to slash pricing on games than it is physical hardware that has a real a cog sold to or cost of goods sold to it so anyways uh ooh, good question from Greg Edwards hey Brad whatever happened to Project Volteria launched or later known as the Windows Dev Kit 2023 I realized it was a quite niche product that was designed to allow developers to start making headway on ARM projects but it seemed to be a pretty little, little capable box with a boatload of RAM. But today I saw on Wikipedia, of all places, that it's been discontinued as of this past June. It's still listed on Microsoft's site, but it has been out of stock for some time now. So I had heard that it was actually discontinued as well. Oh, gosh. Maybe discontinued is the wrong word. Um, is no longer produced the right one. Microsoft, I believe, uh, had a specific allot number of allotment they were going to build, and I believe that they built all that. I don't know if they are going to replace it in 2024. Of course, everyone would like to see a more proper box with the new Snapdragon X that was just announced that's supposed to have really great performance. Although, keep, keep that in mind. We hear every year that the Snapdragon chips always have really great performance, but this year, gosh darn it, they're really promising that all the problems are solved. Everyone has to remember, like they, they have to remember that with Snapdragon, it's not just, it's not like the Apple side where Apple is, makes the CPU and the OS, right? Snapdragon is also very, very dependent on Windows on ARM being not a dumpster fire. Now, it has come a long way. Someone's going to be rolling their eyes like, Brad, I run Windows on ARM and it's absolutely fine. That is true. For many people, it, it, it's good. It's just, it's still getting there. It's still maturing, right? It's still, there's still those edge cases. However... That is what I'm waiting to see, and I got off on a little bit of tangent. Uh, from my understanding, that Project Volterra was that specific piece of hardware. So yes, that specific box, I believe, uh, is end of life effectively, but doesn't mean they're not going to build a new one. So keep that in mind. 
Dugay Sarah says, I love the, oh, thanks. Um, I love the new Start 11 V2, especially the Windows Pro style. It is my fave. Mr. PKI chiming in saying he also likes it 100%. Thanks for that shout out, guys. That was a labor of serious love for the past six plus months for me over at Stardock. I did not, I'm not the primary developer. I, I helped do the design and everything else and lead and launch and all that stuff. Uh, so the engineering team gets a massive credit for bringing that to market and listening to my rambling about what we should do. Uh, happy that you're liking it. We've got some more fun stuff coming. Mr. PKI says, are you using Zoom now to record the Sam's report or are you only using it for First Ring Daily? Ooh, Mr. PKI. So uh, First Ring Daily, which I record with Paul Thorat just about every day, we've switched over to Zoom. We stopped using uh, Teams. We went to Zoom and I can tell you right now, the audio quality is better. I can, not from my side, but from Paul's side, because my side's all recorded locally, like it never hits Teams when I record through the loop, but Paul's does, comes across the internet, and the Zoom audio is better, and so that's why we went to Zoom. Uh, if you really listen the low end, like the low end volumes, uh, the low end frequencies, they perform much better. So, uh, this Sam's report is not using uh, Zoom. I record just through straight XSplit, soon to be OBS whenever I finally decide to make that switch. So, uh, Mad Thinus says, what is the weirdest bug you had to squash in any startup program while you have been there? Mm, it's, it's, uh, I guess <laughs> weirdest bug, I guess is, is an interesting question because it's, it's like the weirdest bug currently. And, and this isn't so much a, a startup bug. It's just the way that windows operates with monitors and how monitors in windows assign IDs is not consistent. So if you have a monitor uh, plugged in and you, and you plug another one in a, a windows recognizes a certain configuration. If you unplug your monitor and plug it back in, you could end up with a different configuration state. And so that is a, a bug within the windows config and how it functions with monitors coming on and offline where that's really apparent. And some of you may have noticed this. If you use a dock, let's say you have a, a laptop, I point to it like you can see the laptop and it's plugged into a dock with two monitors. And so you plug your thing in, depending on which monitor gets power first or signal first can determine which order it is in like that one, two, three lineup. And so that randomization creates a bit of havoc for us uh, multiple times. The weirdest, I don't know about weird bug, but one of the bad bugs that impl was implemented. So in Start 11 v2, one of the awesome features is that you can pin a folder to the taskbar, like an actual folder. You don't have to open File Explorer and you can turn it into a menu. So this is super helpful with downloads. So you pin your downloads folder as a menu. When you download something like Teams has you do or whatever the internet, Explorer, Edge, Chrome, your favorite thing, and you click that button, a little window flies up. It's just a fly up dialogue and you can see, uh, you can see your latest downloads without having to file export. Super convenient. I love it. However, we had a bug for a while that every time you click that button, it just killed Explorer. So you, we called it the, <laughs> it was a restart Explorer button on your taskbar. That was a bad one. Um, that was, that was fun uh, when that, when that popped up at the 11th hour. So there you go. There you go, guys. Like, that's it. That's Friday. That's this podcast. That's what we do. And by we, I mean me, myself, and I here on a Friday in November. We actually had some flurries during Halloween. Hopefully you had a wonderful week. And make sure to keep it subscribed here because the BS on this podcast is me.